values is speed is queen. Mm-hmm. And um, I instill that in our, and I have talked about it on the podcast. Like it's, it used to be something that I used to almost be like, oh, I have to tone this down. I don't want to like scare people with how fast I move or, or, or freak employees out. But then I realized like this is our superpower is because we execute so insanely. You are listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast, episode number 388. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the podcast. I have a super fun treat for you guys today. And for those of you guys who have been longtime listeners, I think you'll really appreciate this. But my dad is in town and I was like, hey, dad, do you want to be on my podcast? And he's like, sure. What do I have to do? So I am bringing on my dad, Dave, and he's an entrepreneur, obviously raised me and knows a lot about me. And so I thought it'd be fun to do a quick interview with him and have him give some best advice from his experience as an entrepreneur and maybe also share some secrets about me as a kid. I don't know. So welcome dad to the podcast. Thank you very much. This is my first podcast. (laughs) He's like, are we going to be on video too? So I am so excited. All right, let's dive in first. And so you've been an entrepreneur since I can remember. I remember a little bit when you had a job, but all my life growing up, you were an entrepreneur. I always say I got the entrepreneur gene from my dad. So tell everybody just a little bit about you and your business that you have right now. It starts when I was about 10 years old and I started going up and down the street with a lawnmower, knocking on people's door to hire me to mow their lawn. Yeah, we have that in common. Yeah. <laughs> but currently I run two construction companies. Uh, one, we do new construction in Northern California. And the other one, we focus on water damage, mold damage, and fire damage and cleanup. Yeah. So when I was really little, my dad had a job. You worked for Shell Oil. That's correct. Yeah. And that was like your corporate job. And I don't even think I know the answer to this, but what made you go start your own business and leave that job officially? Uh, really, it was an opportunity. I had completed 10 years with Shell Oil Company. And in my last year, I was employee of the year. And at the same time, they were trying to downsize and they offered me three weeks for every year. So I had 30 weeks of basically paid time. Wow. And I used that time to start my first uh, business after college, uh, which was a remediation company, construction. Yeah. yeah. All right. And so I remember, yeah, I remember a little bit of your job growing up, but then mostly I remember going to work with you at your shop and, and watching you as an entrepreneur. But I really believe like it's, we're born this way, right? Like we didn't just watch our parents do this and then become entrepreneurs. Like we yeah, don't I know another way. I, I just was driven. And I think that's the big thing is driven to try and do better and, uh, you know, just strive for, you know, more than what you, you know, what you have, just continue to reach out and, and, uh, you know, if you want something, you have to go out and get it and you have to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's start with some advice for people around being an entrepreneur. You've obviously been one way longer than me. So what would you say? And I'm like, total. my dad has prepared 0% for this podcast Mm -hmm. interview. So I'm 
off the cuff questions for him. So it's going to be very raw and transparent. What would you say is like your top one or two pieces of advice for entrepreneurs? Like what mistakes have you learned from that? Now looking back, you're like, this is what I would have told myself when I was 27, my age or whatever, uh, in an, in an early entrepreneur that you've learned. Well, there's a lot to that. Um, the, the first thing I would say is it's okay to take a risk, especially when you're younger. Um, I felt like I was a huge risk taker. In fact, I know I was. Um, you, you can take a risk and you have to work hard. It's not easy. Nothing in life is easy, and especially starting a business. Um, you have to work very hard, um, stay focused. Uh, I, I just believe hard work uh, pays off. And when you talk about mistakes... Um, one of the biggest things I, I look back, I wish I didn't when I, especially when I was raising a family, I wish I didn't worry so much. Mm. I, I don't know if you can help that or not, but you know, lots of nights of just thinking about the next day, what do I have to do? And you know, is the business going to be there? You know, as I've, you know, been in business for a long time, um, I don't stress as much anymore just because I've, I've kind of been around and, uh, I, I don't worry when the business is, you know, gets slow, there's ups and downs and. Um, just continue, stay focused. And, and that's, that's my advice. I've started four major businesses Mm -hmm. and, uh, all of them have been successful and it's just, I just attribute it to just staying focused and working hard. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And with your businesses, so you sold, you've sold two, right? Sold two businesses Mm -hmm. and then you have two right now, right? So any advice there on that? Because that's a whole different, I've never sold a business. That's a whole different experience. But like growing a business to sell it and then starting a new one and just any th- lessons that you learned over that experience. You know, I mean, some of this is just, I don't I don't know. I believe in luck. Um, <laughs> but my first uh, after college, because I had other small businesses, but the first major business after college, um, the business continued to grow. Uh, every year it doubled in size for four years. And at some point, I think I, I talked to one of my suppliers and said, you know, if someone offered me a certain price, I would take it. And two weeks later, three businessmen showed up knocking on my door saying, hey, we heard you want to sell your business. And they offered me a price that I couldn't refuse and I sold it. Um, I was really lucky because I, I did all of it myself. I didn't have an attorney you know, we wrote up the documents. I signed everything like I knew what I was doing, and I probably <laughs> didn't. Um, I'm lucky that it, they didn't take advantage of me, but I I sold it, and uh, and so that was my first business. And I after that, I got into I had to stay out of construction, so I got into believe it or not the web business, and uh, that was really fun and exciting. But uh, it was not as rewarding as as construction. So after about five years, I my non compete ended, and I started another construction company. Yeah. Yeah. That's so funny. You were in like web development. I, that's, I remember that a lot. I used to go into your office and, and remember being around that, but you're not an office guy at all. Like you no. would be outside active all the time using I, your hands. I'm a working CEO. I, yeah. I, there, I, what's nice about my position, I can do kind of whatever I want during the day, but I like to go out in the field. I don't mind picking up a hammer, so to speak, and, and getting dirty. But then the next day I'm, I'm dressed up and I'm meeting potential clients or vendors or suppliers. Um, I, I really enjoy working with all of my staff and um, the other you know, vendors that I work with. 
It's re very re rewarding. And I think that's in looking back on whatever you do, whatever you start, you really have to enjoy it. If you don't, I mean, what is all this for? Mm -hmm. You have to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So you've built four successful companies. You provided for us growing up. You've been super successful. Why do you, what would you say is like the reason why some entrepreneurs are successful and some aren't? Because obviously some do work hard and then something happens and it doesn't work out. I know you do believe in some luck in there, but like, what do you feel like is if you've witnessed anybody, I know you've witnessed people who haven't had successful businesses. Like, what do you think is one of the biggest things that causes like that differentiation between success? And I have an answer I can add after I hear yours, okay. but what would you say to that? Well, I learned early on, uh, when I was in shell, actually, I read a book called the e-myth and I, I really enjoyed that book. Um, and it talked about why businesses start and why businesses fail and how many, what percentage of businesses fail, which I think it's 80% fail in mm -hmm. the first year. And then another 80% that survive fail in the second year. Why is that? Uh, you know, I think people lose focus. Um, mm -hmm. in some cases I've, I've worked with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of franchisees when I was with Shell Oil Company. And I noticed a lot of it were, they were set in their ways. They weren't open to course correct. Um, and, and open to new ideas. If, if, if something you're doing doesn't work, stop it and do something else. Mm -hmm. And don't be afraid to take that risk to, to do it. If it's not working, don't sail off the cliff. Um, <laughs> that, that's what I still say even today. If somebody has an idea, even if it's one of my laborers, it's the best idea wins. And it's, it's great that you know we may have a, a set of tasks that we're doing and someone says, hey, we should do this. And I instantly go, we're doing this. So we're, we're doing that instead. Uh, you know, there's no pride. It's whatever works and, and you just use whatever tools you have. And I am a big, uh, fan of listening to, uh, other ideas and it's in grade school it was copying and and today it's being an entrepreneur <laughs> I love that and there's see we did not plan for this and I'm hearing like similarities in the way that I lead my team too where I'm constantly looking for ideas from the team on the front lines who have that intel and it's not about me coming in and saying hey guys this is exactly what we're going to do and I'm always right it's about me coming in and, and creating this space for that collaboration. But my answer to that, I love how you said focus. You don't know this because I don't think you listen to my podcast, but I talk all the time about focus and in and, and marketing terms. It's one funnel, one offer, one business until you at least get to a million dollars is what I teach. And I spend a lot of time and my team spends a lot of time convincing business owners to not have three things they're trying to do at one time and only do all those okay but my other answer to this, I think, is grit and is the difference between people who succeed and don't succeed is like an idea is one thing and then there's the execution and the follow through. That's the other thing. And like you said at the beginning, like it, this is not easy. If anybody signed up to be an entrepreneur because they wanted the easy way out, like, yes, so much freedom comes with it and so many positives, but it is not easy. And people who try to sell you on that aren't giving you the entire truth. And I think... That's something you have that I have is like, we don't give up. Like we will not give up. It, even if it gets hard, obviously if it's a bad idea, <laughs> then we won't keep going on the bad idea, but we'll still get to the end result. And as a kid, I think that's one thing that you and mom like instilled in me is you can have anything you want, but you have to go get it and you have to work for it. And that's how I've achieved what I have 
so far, I attribute a lot of my success to that. So I think there's a lot of people who as soon as something gets hard or they have to invest money in it or they have to make a hard decision or it feels like hard and they want to quit, they do or they slow down and then they wonder why they haven't made progress in three months. And I see that a lot with with business owners um, and in marketing that that happens. So. Mm-hmm. When I was with uh, Shell Oil Company, I was very, very fortunate to see a lot of franchisees and going in and out of basically gas stations of these independent owners. I saw how successful businesses worked and how not successful businesses struggled and, and many of them failed. Um, I, I would say it's it, paying attention to details. Uh, one thing I learned early on is about marketing, and that is that everything you do is marketing it's how you dress how you you know send an email Mm -hmm. it's you know it's not just your advertising and you know whatever business you're in if you're into merchandising and just the cleanliness and how your employees are a reflection of you so it's it's everything in your life is is marketing and uh, those that do it well really understand that I love that so good all right Let's pivot a little bit and talk about me (laughs) as a kid. um, I get asked all the time, like, what what made you how you are? I mean, you know how I am. And maybe there's some stories that would be fun to share. But I am like extremely disciplined and driven. And I would love for you to share just like, what was it like being my dad growing up with that drive? Well, it was... It was really fun. Um, um, you were you were always driven. Um, you would never be afraid to say what it is you wanted at an early age. Um, going out there, um, dragging me along to your lemonade stands. Um, you know, always trying to you know work. It was always business related. Mm-hmm. Having creating a dinner, a meal, having me go to the store and buying the food that you're gonna sell me that next day. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, it was fun being your dad. Um, all, all great memories. And I will also start with going backwards. I've never listened to your podcast and I actually don't really know what you do and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're good at it, but I've, uh, what do you think I do I, every day? <laughs> I, it's, I, I just, when people ask me friends of yours yeah, back you home say? is I say, I shake my head. I'm like, I don't know. It, it's marketing of some kind. They, she helps people. She helps other businesses. She's, and I can just go, she's doing really good though. She's really doing good. Um, but that's about it. I think it has something to do with Facebook, but I'm not a big fan of Facebook. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. <laughs> Did I, I get do, it? I do marketing, <laughs> Facebook ads. Yes. Um, you got it. You're pretty close. So I want to talk about, um, when I was a kid, like, what would I, I, I know the answer, but I want you to tell the stories of like, what would I say when you would remember when you would take me to school and I got to be like maybe seven, did I want to be in school? No. <laughs> school was a waste of time. You used to tell me on the way to school, you don't want to go here because everybody's goofing around and you were so serious on school and it was a big waste of time and you you actually wanted to go to college. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember in I junior high, like, why can't I just that? skip junior high and go to college, dad? <laughs> like, uh, you know what? You're a little young for that. But these people are all stupid. I, don't I dragged go you to the junior college. And, oh, that's right. And got us signed up for an appointment because I wanted to skip high school altogether and go straight to college because I thought that was the most efficient way to go. So I was, I was, um, 
like not a normal kid and I have talked about this slightly on the podcast before when I was younger I would always be like what you want to do that that's such a waste of time like let's go wash cars and make money or do this productive thing and it wasn't always money like remember I used to run and track my food and I mean, I was driven in wherever I put my mind. It could have been like, I have to take care of our pets this week. And so I'd make like a whole schedule and all these things. Or it would be making money or it would be health. Or I'd be waking up at 6 a.m. before going to fourth grade and doing workouts on the TV. A lot (laughs) of it, though, was centered around taking an idea. It could be as simple and then turn out our way to, well, I can make it a business and mm-hmm. I think some of that may have stemmed from, do you remember your, um, your, the savings system that mm-hmm. we set up? And I don't know where I got it from, where you had to take a percentage of what you made and you had to put it in the long-term savings, short-term savings. And, and you uh, made me pay taxes And on it. we had a tax. The tax went <laughs> Mom to the- Mom vetoed that idea. No, I know. But you had it at first. And I'm like, what? And we had a tax jar, which I charged tax. And then we were able to use that for family money. Yeah. The tax thing had to go away. Though. Yeah. Your we, mom wouldn't We didn't do it. go for that. That's so funny. Yeah. And so do you feel like you were really purposeful with me growing up trying to push the like, you can have anything you want and you have to work for it and you have to work hard and like what- did you do things that were like that? Or do you think it came from like, I honestly don't know, but do you think it came from me watching you and mom be that way? Or did you guys purposefully decide like we're going to instill this in our kids? No, I I think it was more about just our family dynamics and we were always working. You know, I'd work all day. We I'd come home and we would start a project outside we could be landscaping, building our wall. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever it is that we're doing when we're, you know, fixing up the house. You know, we moved to Tahoe, we built a house. Um, but there was always a huge list of things, activities, like what's next, what's next. And um, I think you, you kind of absorbed, both of your parents were very active and always looking for um, opportunity. And um, to this day, I still look for opportunity. I have people that come by and say, hey, what do you think of this idea? I'm like, let's do it. I'll do it with you. Yeah. Most of the time they say, no, I'm too nervous. I can't Let's pause on that because you've said that twice where you're like, let's do it right now. So you operate and move very fast, right? Like when you make a decision, how yeah. fast do you go execute it? I, I think I'm very good at instantly just yeah. tell me. Okay, well, let's do it. Like I mean, yesterday. I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it through. I mean, I. I, I just have this gut feeling. Yes. That that's the right thing to do, and I think for me, this is more personable. I feel like my whole life, I've always seen the path, mm-hmm. and and I don't second guess myself. I, I have made mistakes. I'm not going to sit here and lie, um, but I think I've had more success by just making the decision in the now. We're doing this. And yep. if it doesn't work, okay, fine. I mean, if you want to know something fast. that didn't work, talk to me, talk to me about an oil well. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah. I bought an oil well. Yeah, I remember. That was like a family <laughs> joke for like two years. And when you find, let's say you find a problem in your business or you find a problem, how fast do you move to change it, to execute a solution? I'll do it instantly. Yeah. If there's a problem, I, I mean, I can't stand it. I, I will find out what's the problem and, and come up with as many ideas. Okay, here, these are the solutions we could do. It's right now. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think you can wait on things, especially if it has to do with, you know, your, your revenue, your reputation, yep. bottom line. Um, you got to make a decision. Yeah. So one of our core company values is speed is queen. Mm-hmm. And I, like I instill that in our, and I have talked about it on the podcast. Like it's, it used to be something that I used to almost be like, 
oh, I have to tone this down. I don't want to like scare people with how fast I move or, or, or freak employees out. But then I realized like this is our superpower is because we execute so insanely quickly. And when there's a problem, we fix it. When we find something we could do it better, it's like we're doing it tomorrow. And so clearly that I got from my dad um, and my mom's like that too. And and I think that it's that is such a key is because a lot of people take, I mean, it drives me crazy. It's like they decide something and two weeks later, there's been no progress. And I just do not understand. Right. I, it. I like to think about it as like a, a ship. The business you're running is a ship. And if you run a business and it's a big ship and you need to course correct, it takes a long time to turn that ship. But run your business as nimble as possible. Even if you're growing and big, don't be afraid to run it like smaller businesses are nimble. They can, yeah. They'll shift a couple times in a day if they need to. Like, yeah, let's do this. It doesn't work. Um, and no matter what size my business is, I always shift, you know, as quick as I can. Yeah. And not being afraid, like, like combining that with not being afraid to mess up. Cause it's like, what's the worst that's going to happen? You make a mistake, you learn from the mistake, you go to the next thing and you just keep going. And I think so many people get paralyzed in that fear of like making a mistake or I have to do it perfect. Or what if it's the wrong choice? And that really does paralyze your growth overall. I feel like. Yeah, I agree. That's good. All right. So a few more questions. I want to know what was like the hardest thing about parenting me? You were so damn cute. I, <laughs> I couldn't say no. When you were much younger, I, I told you that a little yeah, while ago. You never like, got me in trouble. No, I know. That was probably a mistake. I don't know. Um, you, uh, the hardest thing, you're, you were very driven. And if you had a belief, um, I kind of knew it, we, you would get your way eventually because you would prove us wrong that no this is this is the best thing for me or this is the best thing to do so i think your drive was uh challenging far. sometimes yeah yeah it was it was great and it was hard sometimes mm -hmm. yeah i can remember in my head hearing you and mom constantly saying emily you just cannot accept the answer no <laughs> when we say yes. no you just do not stop until you get your way whether that was like a sleepover with a friend or whatever I wanted sign up for a class like it didn't matter I just was relentless until yeah. you guys you would in. continue to come back with convincing arguments to where I mean how can you say no when you, you, <laughs> you've come up with every uh, scenario possible and this is why it's important we have to do this yeah um, okay. And I have three younger brothers also. I'm the oldest of four. So anything you want to share on like the dynamics of me as the oldest and the boys and, and how that was? Well, you were too smart for your britches. And, uh, I will say you used to pick on your brothers <laughs> a lot, a lot. And you'd sit back and stir the pot and watch all the problems happening, the fighting going on, and you, I think you kind of like that part of it. Yeah, I, I'm sure I did. I'm sure I got entertainment out of that. <laughs> okay, looking back, what's one thing, like I'm curious as a parent now, what's one thing you would do differently in your parenting? Hmm. That's really hard to ask me that on the fly. I know. Um, I'm queen of that, like yeah, on the fly. I, yeah, I... I I just, for me, I, I wish I, I really took more time to mm. enjoy it. I, I envy, you know, your family dynamic. I know you really enjoy your kids. I worked really hard. Um, I put in a lot of hours. Yeah. I still enjoyed time with, uh, you know, all four of the kids, but I wish I had more time mm -hmm. uh, because it goes by fast. Everyone says time goes by fast, life goes by fast, and it, and it does. Yeah. 
Um, I would love to relive some of that because that to me is the best time of my life is raising the family. Mm -hmm. And even though I worked hard at Shell for all those years, those were the years I was raising kids. And, um, you know, I wish I had some of those days over. Mm -hmm. Okay. I have two more questions. So I dropped out of college and that was not what you and mom, especially mom, I would say Mm -hmm. more so my mom than my dad, what you guys wanted, um, for me. So share, like, what was that like before you knew that I was going to be able to create a successful business. Like I know you believed in me, but you guys wanted the best for me and you thought college was the right route. And what was that like having to, I don't know, like what was going through your head then? Like, did you think I was going to totally fail? And no, you did. I, I never, I, I never doubted you wouldn't be successful. And in fact, when you told us or you told me first that you weren't, I, I think the initial reaction as any parent is no, you have to go to school. It, everyone goes to college. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I don't even think it was, it was in the same conversation that I, I realized that college today and, and being successful today is totally different than it was in the past. And I look at a lot of people that are successful, do not have college degrees. And in my industry as a, in, in construction, you know, your, your local plumber probably makes more than your doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you can have a wonderful life running a business and you didn't go to college, you don't have all that college debt. And mm-hmm. um, so I don't think it's a, a prerequisite to yeah. being successful. And so I didn't really push you hard at all. No, mom, was, my mom was a lot yeah, more. She pushed you very hard. But yeah. I, I was very supportive, I think, um, after our first conversation. Did I change your mind at all, like watching my journey? Because you, this is my, like, kind of ties into my last question. You did always used to say to me, Emily, you have to play the game before you can break the rules. Meaning, you used to say, you have to get a job, you have to go check those boxes, and then you can go start your own business and do it that way. Because that's what you did, and that's mm-hmm. what you thought kind of was the right path. But I obviously was like, no. And for me, my business was starting to already take off when I decided to leave college. And I was like, well, I'm not staying in this just for myself at this point. It's not for me, and it's costing me money. But did I change? Did watching my journey change your mind at all about like today and and what's possible? Um, not as much as you you might think. I I still look at my three sons who. You know, they haven't finished college either, mm-hmm. but two of them are still in. I, As far as what I think about a college degree, it teaches you how to think. And even though you may not do what your degree is in, it's still accomplishing. And so I look at my time in, um, I majored in economics, but a lot of the classes I took taught me how to problem solve, how to, you know, be successful. Um, and, and I think that that is a lesson that's very difficult to learn outside of college and just going mm-hmm. straight to work because it's whatever pre- you're presented with, mm-hmm. those are what you are challenged with. And this kind of gives you a more diverse. Having said that, again, I still don't think it's necessary, but if you if you can go uh, without debt, don't go into debt, go mm-hmm. to a junior college and then somewhere else or something. But um, I still think for a lot of people, it, it, it teaches you life skills. Um, but again, it's not as necessary as, uh, as it was yeah. Back when I was a kid. Absolutely. And I think my insane drive and discipline is the only reason why I'm able to go get all that experience without the tr- traditional path. I think like for my brothers, for a few of them, it's the right path for them to go to college because they wouldn't go start their business the same way that I did and throw themselves out there. But then you have your oldest brother. His name is Brady. <laughs> he started in college and he said, he left. I don't, I don't. 
I don't want to do this anymore. Poor mom. She in. had high hopes oh. we were all going to You guys are total disappointments. Um, your next brother, he's he's still hanging in there. Yeah. And uh, your youngest brother is finishing his first year. And who knows? I, yeah. I hope someone's going to graduate It's actually college, crazy because you would have thought all four of us would. Like if you look back you yeah. know, 20 years ago or something and none of us have yet. Be, but right. we're all doing well. It, we just have different paths. No matter what your path, it's okay. You know, yeah. I, it's, it's, there's not a prerequisite. So if you don't, you don't. Um, I'm more interested in my kids uh, being happy and healthy and, and successful like you. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for this impromptu interview. Is there anything, any last words of advice you want to share? Well, I am very proud of you. And I don't <laughs> think I tell you, you that enough, but... <laughs> Um, you make me smile when I think about you, Aww. when I get to tell my friends what you do or what I don't know about what you do. I'm still very proud. <laughs> You're guessing. Regardless of the answer, they can tell that I'm very proud and I'm always smiling. Well, I would not be here without my dad and his drive and example growing up. So thank you for being on the podcast. I think you'll listen to this one. I'll send it to you. All right. Send it <laughs> you'll, to me. You'll tune in and become a subscriber. Thanks so much, everybody. I'll talk to you on Thursday. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Not For Lazy Marketers podcast. If you love this episode and want deeper support with your marketing, head over to helpmystrategy.com to see how Hirsch Marketing can help take your marketing to the next level no matter where you're at today. We help our clients scale faster than ever, find hidden leaks in their funnel, experiment with new creative marketing strategies, and help their business explode and be more profitable than they ever dreamed possible. Head over to helpmystrategy.com and see if you qualify for a free strategy audit with Team Hirsch.